ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. David Gilroy from the three. 
when we went on that semi-creative drive in the third quarter, which was capped off by that reverse, which DK scored on. Terrific drive. Terrific drive. Where has that been all year? Where has that been all game? It was one game. It was one drive where we looked at it and said, okay, we're opening up the playbook. We're getting into rhythm. We are being any bit of creativity sprinkled into this offense. And then the next several drives is three straight three and outs and a pick. That's right. Three straight three and outs and a pick. And there was plenty of opportunities to put the game away on those three and outs. When the defense was playing well, they were shutting down Ibrahim, and we were doing what we could to make their quarterback uncomfortable, but we just gave them more and more opportunities. We could not put them away. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we made a backup quarterback look like a top-tier Big Ten quarterback. We were talking about his stats leading up to this game. He has done literally nothing all game. Their only threat, the only offensive threat for Minnesota was Ibrahim. To our credit, we did a good job at bottling him up and stopping the run game. But our secondary looked like they were lost. They looked flat-footed. They looked like they didn't really know what they were doing out there. Or like who who is covering who? And almost so focused on Ibrahim, they forgot that, oh, yeah, there's receivers out there. So... This one's painful, Colin. There's there's a lot of blame to go around, and does does this give you any pause for Jimmy Leonard? These are things we're going to get into today. I don't think they're announcing him tomorrow morning. I think they're going to let the the bad taste of this wash out of their mouth. But just a heartbreaking, nauseating loss, and you just hate to see it. But it, it was almost like shame on me for expecting something different that we hadn't seen all season. What, what did I expect? It was the same ghosts, the same things have been plaguing our team all year. Lack of discipline, no offensive continuity. It seems like we are just poorly coached across the board, particularly on offense. And defense we, has not been the elite defense it's been in the past, and they've, they've let up timely mistakes when they can't. So lots of blame to go around. And um, as a former alum, I'm... I'm a bit heartbroken, Colin. I'm a bit heartbroken, a lot of pain, and uh, this one hurts extra. Plenty of blame to go around indeed. That's Brad Norman, former Badger punter, played in the NFL for a couple of years, a guy who's been around winning successful teams. It was a part of this program. My name is Colin Russo. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. You know, he put it. There's a lot of questions that we'll get through in this show, uh, from coaching to player personnel to the quarterback to the defense there's a lot of issues, and ultimately, I thought this team was a little uninspired today. I thought it was a little, and this is a reflective of the coaching. Ultimately, I thought that coming out of this game, the offense comes out, has a decent drive, gets a field goal, up 3-0. Mm. This uh, Minnesota offense, with a backup quarterback who has had one touchdown and four interceptions in the four games prior, had, not, had cracked 150 yards passing once, takes them down the field, 10 plays, 81 yards, touchdown. First, first drive of the game, in their axe game, in a game when they, which they lost last year. How, if you're a defense, if you're a defensive-minded head coach, how does your defense come out like that? This is reflective on you. The secondary, all game, terrible. How do you give up a slant that goes into a 45-yard touchdown late in the game? How do you do that? Front seven did a great job. I have no complaints with the front seven. They shut down that running back. That, uh, Ibrahim did nothing in that second half. Couple bad plays here and there. Sure, roughing the pass, the targeting was a bad call. I'm happy they took they took that back. But the secondary, how do you let that happen? I'm not going to target names, but there's plenty of cornerbacks that I could go after in this game. But it's really reflective of the coaching. Jim Leonard, this is your defense. This is the strong suit of the team. They've had two terrific games back to back, and you give up 320 yards passing to a backup quarterback. They took us right. They came right at us, first drive of the game. How do you let that happen? That's not even talking about the offense. Brad got into that. You don't even, you can talk about Bobby Engram and Graham Mertz all to live long day. The defense, giving up that slant touchdown, 45 yards, on a big-time drive. How do you let that happen? And, you know, I can't blame the defense all day because ultimately the offense was just as bad. This is one of the worst losses I've ever seen. They were up 16 to 13 in this game. They had to get they were in the driver's seat early early third quarter. That drive they had to go up 16 to 13, that was one of the better drives I've ever seen Graham Mertz and Bobby Engram ever have. Then they come out the next three drives, three and out, three and out, three and out. 
come out. Oh, they try a little something different. Mertz, two terrible plays, and fires it deep on third down for a pick. 45 yards down the field. Missed him by five yards. Sure, that might be a Graham Mertz thing. Why are you calling these types of plays? Terrible, terrible, terrible job. I, I, I think there's plenty. I think all the blame should go around. Braylon Allen wouldn't have made a difference in this game. Nick Herbick, his presence made a difference. But ultimately, this is a beatable team. You should have won this game. It looked pretty clear on the field that Minnesota, across the board, whether it be coaching or players, it just looked like they were the better team. It looked like they wanted it more, and it looked like they, they were the better team out there. They were hitting hard. They were physical. I just And honestly, we were lucky enough to be in that game because how many drives did was Minnesota completely in the control, move their way down the field, and then we stop them for a field goal? Timely, yes, and that's an important bend-not-break mentality. But if we're going to be a truly dominant defense, we should be forcing them to punt. Yeah. And then that fourth down that they had, they moved all the way down to the 10-yard yard line fourth and one give the defense credit for for manning up and stopping yeah. them but that was reflective of a full drive down the field so we were lucky that we were able to get the ball back and they weren't able to get points that way a lot of themes we're going to talk about throughout this entire game uh this whole post game show on espn wisconsin college game day brad and i got a lot of bones to pick with basically every single piece of this team we'll get into that brad before we get into the next segment i want you to tell me about your favorite drink and what you're probably going to be drinking a lot of tonight my favorite drink and what i'm going to be needing tonight to just <laughs> numb this pain is of course coors light when you need to reflect refresh on game day choose the beer that's as cold as the rockies cold filtered cold lagered cold packed for peak refreshment when the mountains are blue you know what to do that's Crush, a Coors Light. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. That's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. We're going to be coming back after this quick break. We're going to open up the phone lines. I want to hear what your thoughts are after this terrible 23-16 loss. Minnesota over Wisconsin at Camp Randall. They retain the axe two times in a row, first time since the 90s. How do we let that happen? We'll open up the phone lines, 844-770-3776. Is this one of the worst losses you've seen Wisconsin have? Call in, let us know, 844-770-3776. This is Colin Russo and Brad Norman, live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sung Prairie. We'll be back after this short break. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Terrible, terrible, terrible loss by the Wisconsin Badgers. 23-16 final. Minnesota takes it, defends the axe. They're going to retain it for another year. Two times in a row. Despicable. Terrible, terrible second half by us. My name is Colin Russo. Joined to my left is Brad Norman, former Badger punter. He's been around some big-time teams, some big-time programs, some big-time coaching staffs. I'm not sure if this is one of them. But uh, this is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We are presented by Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Big just got even bigger. Start and pay at Stoughton Trailers is now $18 per hour. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for the first and second shift opportunities. For open, open positions, including assemblers, welders, and more, go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers, big opportunities. All righty, Brad. 23-16 final. We're going to open up the phone lines. We want to hear what you have to think, what you have to say about this team and this game, and especially the coaching staff. A lot of questions that have arise because of this game, whether offensively, whether at the head coaching position, whether personnel-wise. We want to hear what your thoughts are, 844-770-3776. We're going to jump to Fort Worth really quick. Scott in Fort Worth, you're on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. What do you got today? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving weekend and everything. Yeah, you as well. What um, do you got for us? Thanks, brother. Yeah, you know, uh, you're, you're right about uh, Leonard. I, I, you know, I've, I've been cheerleader number one for Leonard, uh, even, before, you know, even when Chris was still around. But, you know, I, it's hard to evaluate Leonard because these are not his guys necessarily, especially on offense, I would imagine. So I, I'm torn between do you give the guy a fair shake and let him put his own people in? Or do you see that the team doesn't really respond, especially the defense lately? You know, he's not, they haven't rose to the occasion. If you're not going to rise to the occasion of this game after losing last year, 
that's a red flag for me. So now I'm kind of wondering, you go court that guy, what, Leopold, down there in Kansas State with those Wisconsin ties. Yeah, but Kansas guy, hasn't been that great, Scott. And they already extended him. Yeah, and he they already quarter. extended him, he, Scott. He lost his court. Oh, did they? Oh, damn. Yeah, I they did. I, I, I understand, you know, six weeks ago that sounded like a great move. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I want to get, continue to get your thoughts here, but, like, Leonard, sure, might not be his guys, but it's his guys to motivate. And I thought they played a little uninspired today. Right. Yeah, and you're, well, you're right about that. And, um, like I said, I, I just don't know what the right answer is with Leonard. I, I want to see him put his own guys in, but how patient are we all willing to be for it? Um, and, like I said, he played with some, I think, a little bit more better quarterbacks uh, when he was playing. But I would take that personally if I were him, him being a former defensive back that your defense just let, you know, some chump stain just throw all over the field on you like that. And I was just kind of mind-boggled. And then it doesn't help when you've got vanilla ice cream, Grant Mertz just doing this pedestrian thing. Just, well, I'm looking at his numbers, 16 for 27, 171. The average yards per throw, 6.3. That's just garbage. I mean, Terrible. Terrible. Oh, my God. I mean, I saw the Wolfcock came in the game, and I about jumped for joy, did a backflip. I'm like, you know. Thank God Chase Wolf is in the game. I actually didn't see what happened to Mertz on that play. I was uh, not quite close to the TV towards the end, but I just don't know what the right answer is. Uh, I, I'm just kind of depressed. This game, I would have rather seen them win this game than a bowl game because, you know, they're going to be playing in the, you know, the Absolutely. I don't know, the, the power clean, I, you know, the random know, bowl, somewhere bowl, whatever. And, yeah, and play yeah, a random, random team and bowl, probably yeah. beat them, and then what? Like, well, where, where, where is yeah, that? And then, yeah. It's not going to help recruiting, that's for sure. Probably more than Absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. And like I said, I don't know how much I don't know how much Leonard has a say in. Like when Chris was around, did Leonard have any say with the offense, or was it strictly defense, or did he have any say? I, I doubt wonder. it. I don't know how that I, worked. I don't, yeah, he's a, he was a lead recruiter. And Scott, thank you for the call. I appreciate you jumping in there. But uh, you're you're right. You don't know really know what the answer is at this point. There's a lot of questions. But Brad also brought this up. You mentioned recruiting, Scott. This is a type of bragging rights type of game that matters in recruiting. P.J. Fleck can now go to these players and say, hey, we've won two in a row. We just won at Camp Randall. That's the type of – these guys want to play in this game. Keanu Benton said on Rutledge and Hamilton this week that this is the type of game he came to Wisconsin for. Flip side, if if Wisconsin was losing every year, you think Keanu Benton would have been so stoked to come to Wisconsin to play Minnesota? No, he wouldn't have. So now P.J. Flex got two games under his belt in a row like that. This is going to make a difference in recruiting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nothing's off limits when it comes to recruiting. And, and P.J. Fleck is the kind of coach that is so outspoken, uh, willing to put himself out there, that he's, of course, going to say to these guys that are in the Midwest, in Minnesota, in Wisconsin, which used to be our, our, our strength, our yeah. breeding ground of talent. And he's going to say, look, what exactly does this Jim Leonard have that I don't have, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I look, at, look at the trajectory of our programs. Our program is, is headed you know, up and to the right. This would be his words. And, and what does Wisconsin have to show for where their program is headed? And, and Jim Leonard hasn't shown over these last several games that you can close the door and lock it for anybody other, for anyone else to have a head coaching job for here. So I just, I, I know that that's what's going to be said in recruiting. You know, what's funny is, Colin, we were talking about the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I was like, okay, Michigan has won twice in a row. Is this a changing of the guard, or is this just more of like now we are shoulder to shoulder of, of top, tens, top teams in the Big Ten? What's crazy is the, the pattern of Ohio State-Michigan is reflective a little bit of the current state of the Minnesota-Wisconsin uh, rivalry. Because That's a good we, point. Because we have been in, in control the last couple decades. And just recently, Minnesota's been giving it to us. And these last two years, it's been two games in a row. So I could say the same thing. If I could say the same thing from Michigan to Ohio State, why could I not say the same thing or at least have the same questions about, is this a changing of the guard? Are we now shoulder to shoulder? We have now allowed ourselves to be wading in the same water as these mid-tier Big Ten teams. And, and Minnesota is doing what, they're, what they can do to rise above. So, you know, it's, that's what just makes it so hard is this was always a – a standard of Big Ten football for, for the Wisconsin team, right? We beat the mediocre teams. We beat Minnesota. We retain the ax. And no matter what, we're, we're ending in the top third of the Big Ten. That is just not the case anymore. And then when it comes to Jim Leonard, gosh, I think the decision's been made. 
I don't think we have any other options. I think internally it's already been made. They were just hoping for a, a, better a, turnout. a, a positive yeah. press conference for something to be looking forward to. And I, I think they're all sick to their stomachs now because this is, the, this is where we've painted ourselves into. And the decision's been made. And we just need to hope that Jim Leonard, Leonard makes some radical changes because we need to if we're going to be the program we used to be. He's Brad Nortman, former Badger punter. My name is Colin Russo. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post game here live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. 23 to 16 final. Minnesota takes the Axe Bowl over Wisconsin. Terrible, terrible loss. A lot of questions arise about the team, especially the coaching, the offense. Bobby Ingram, Graham Mertz, the running game. Sure, we didn't have Braylon Allen. If Braylon Allen would have played, he would have been 65% tops. And yep. we've seen what he's like when he's 65%. He doesn't move as well. He's not as fast. He doesn't have as much drive as he usually does. I don't think this game would have been any different with, with Braylon Allen in the mix. Ches Malusi and Isaac Garendo, sure, they got a little banged around throughout the game. You don't know what's going on with Garendo with that concussion he looked like he had. Hopefully he's good. But ultimately, with the offense, it's inconsistency. We have seen several times this year Bobby Ingram come out with a very creative drive. He will utilize the outsides. He will utilize counters, misdirections, play actions, Graham Mertz rolling out. Graham Mertz is probably at his best when he's rolling out. Mm -hmm. He had a couple very nice plays today. That 30-yard completion to Aker, the fullback, that was a terrific play. And then you had that double reverse to Shamir Adika for that touchdown. That was a terrific drive. We have a couple of those here and there. It's the consistency that we don't have. We will come out and have a five-yard, three-play, 45-second drive how does that feel for the defense? You're getting no momentum. You don't know how to build off momentum. Bobby, this is a Bobby Engram thing and a Graham Mertz thing. Being the leader and the play caller, you have had no, shown no ability to build off momentum in this game. Every week, every week, we, the offense never builds off a big defensive stop, and the defense never builds off a great offensive drive. There's no cohesion. That is a coaching thing. Bobby Engram needs to call these plays and sort of utilize... Momentum. That is the biggest thing in college football. You're at home. It's a bowl game. You're at home and, and, and you cannot establish momentum? Is, that, is, is, is this because... Why? Because Minnesota's shutting you down? I don't buy it. Bobby Ingram, I think there needs to be a, a lot of changes with the uh, offensive personnel and the staff. They're all Paul Chris guys. I'm not saying Paul Chris made 100 bad decisions. I'm saying... Just because Paul Chris moves these guys around at different position coaches and everything like that doesn't mean we need to keep him. I think Jim Leonard's got a lot of decisions to make if he gets this job. I think he, end up, I think he will. I think the decision's been made. I think made. he will, too. I don't think there's enough uh, opportunities elsewhere. I don't think Leipold's in the mix. Even I don't even think we'd want him at that point. You've got to keep the guys you have, and you've got to try to build something. But ultimately, this is very telling. Jim Leonard's a young guy. He's a young coach. Sure, he's going to learn from this. But this is your first... I've said this before. This is your first true rivalry game. Freedom Trophy, nobody cares. Iowa game, not as big as this. We've played well at home all year. you got to do a better job at establishing urgency. They came out of this game, and they were flat-footed, especially the defense. First opportunity for Jim Leonard to win a game with the coaching head, head coaching job listed. Right, where that is a big topic of conversation of who will get the job. Rumor is he's going to get it. When are they going to announce it? If he wanted to slam the door shut, this was the opportunity to do it. And, and honestly, we just came out with no sense of urgency, no, no good game plan on offense. And on defense, look, give them credit for slowing down Ibrahim. But it's like we completely forgot that they also have receivers. We made them look amazing. We, we made uh, Calic Manis look like a Heisman candidate. It's unbelievable. And so when you just look at it and and you made a great point that I want to repeat again. Great teams that are back-breaking type of teams, they will have a stop on defense. They will score on offense. They will use they will each other's momentum. Yes. Yes, to, to, to not only run up the score and create some distance in the score, but, build but demoralize, mm -hmm. demoralize the other team. Imagine going down the field. Imagine if that team, <clears throat> imagine if Wisconsin went down the field, scored in that creative fashion. Touchdown. We're up three points. Momentum's going our way. Jump around's about to happen on Cam Brandle. We go down the field, we stop them. It was like a three and out. Here we go, ball again. The teams that are become elite or that are consistent can we'll go down the field. Will go down the field and they will demoralize you. So they will and they will work their way down the field, score a touchdown. We're down two and they're kicking our butt. 
that is the elite teams of this of this college football universe. We had that touchdown drive in the third quarter to go up 16 to 13. We had a three play. They, Minnesota comes back three plays minus two yards, three and out. We get the ball back. We respond with three plays, five yards, minute 14 off the clock, another punt, three and out. Minnesota gets the ball back again, four plays, 11 yards, punt the ball away. We get the ball back, another three and out. You have to establish a sense of urgent momentum. You have to build off each other. The defense seemingly did that. They shut them down. They couldn't run the ball on us. And, you know, we could get in a live-long day about Ethan Kaliak Manis, the redshirt freshman from Illinois. We could get into how unreal he was today. 19 for 29, 319 yards, two touchdowns. Ethan Kaliak Manis should not be having 319 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions against this defense. He should not be doing that. Ethan Kaliak Manis. Tanner Morgan was there for 500 years. <laughs> Tanner, Morgan, Tanner Morgan never really did that against us. This guy is a backup who has done absolutely nothing all year, and his running back didn't even play that great. We did a great job against him. He had like 2.9 yards per carry. How do you let that happen? Ethan Kaliak Manis. And you know, that might be a secondary thing. I think that the game plan, to Minnesota's credit, their offensive game plan, what they do that whole game, especially in that first half, they went to the left side of the field. They, they attacked the boundary. They, they went out. They knew exactly where they wanted to go. They utilized, They knew where Herbig would be mm-hmm. in that first half, and they went exactly there because they knew he wouldn't be. There's no Nick Herbig in the game. And I think that made a huge difference in the game. They knew exactly what to do. They they're, were targeting our zones. I'm sorry, Brad. No, but they were, they were targeting our zones properly. They were they uh, mismatches with our cornerbacks. Alexander Smith and Smart Melvin did not play. They were getting targeted all game. But ultimately, Minnesota knew exactly how to beat us. We did not know how to beat them. Sorry, Brad. No, you're exactly right. The, their coaching game plan was superb. One, let's look at energy. They came out on the field with a bunch of energy. The away team should not be the one that is deriving energy. It should be the home team that is feeding off the home environment and that's ready to go out there and smash. So they had energy. They had sense of urgency. They were playing with physicality and desire. But then when it comes to each side of the ball, as far as game planning, you knew that Wisconsin was going to – let's start with the uh, Wisconsin offense. They loaded the box to try to prevent us from running. They met us at the point of contact, and they muddied up the line. Now, we had a few bigger breakout runs in the second half. We wore them down. But they said, Graham Mertz, you're going to have to try to beat us throwing the football. Like every other team he's ever played in his entire career. That's exactly right. And it's so obvious, and he couldn't do it. We could not formulate game plans together. And Bobby Ingram knows this. He knows that we're going to have to... Have opportunities for the quarterback to make a play. Yes. Graham Mertz, 16 for 27, 170 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, 6.3 yards per, per, per completion. That so, is not somebody, somebody who's not really as game-planned as the running game is. Braylon Allen or not, everybody knows we're running the ball. you got to play better than that. And it's almost like we're surprised when people stop the run and load up the box and we're forced to throw the ball. And it, it seems like we have no solution to put Graham in a situation where he's comfortably making pa- – you know, completable passes. So, you know, and then on defense, yes, we, they probably knew we were going to commit to stopping the run. And they did their best to get Ibrahim going, but we, we definitely bottled them up, and I feel good about it. But they also knew if we're going to win this game, we're going to have to allow our offensive game to flourish. And we're going to pinpoint the, the cornerbacks that we want to pick on, and boy, did they do that all game. Yep. We looks like we got a caller, 844-770-3776. We want to get your thoughts on this game. Is Wisconsin making the right move going with Jim Leonard? We got Rick on the line. Rick, are you still with us? Hello? Yes, Rick, are you there? Yes, yes. Yeah, what do you got for us today, yeah, Rick? How are you um, doing? I'm just, just good, great. I uh, just left the game with my daughter, and it's kind of been the same thing along with offensive scheme. You know, we, have no, we don't seem to have anybody running around you know, wide open, tight ends down the seam. I don't even think we had a tight end catch the ball again today. And Graham Mertz, it seemed like there was no progressions. I mean, the first the first option was going to be the first option no matter what. It didn't look like he was doing a good job of scanning the field or anything like that. Um, and just uh, no creativity again other than a couple plays to Akers and, um, and the little uh, reverse, I guess. Yeah. But it's just mm-hmm. kind of disappointing to see over and over again um, just that lack of creativity, and um, I guess I'll let it at that. I've heard everything you guys have said about Mertz, you know, and 
he just doesn't seem to be the guy. I mean, he can make a few great throws here and there, but if I were a player looking at him in the huddle, it'd be like, hey, I think he does a pretty good job, but I don't know if it's a guy that's going to be lead us lead us down the field to victory. Yeah, Rick, uh, Jim Leonard, do you think there should be questions about him at this point, or do you think you stick with him and stick with what you got? Um, I really think you stick with Jim Leonard. I mean, I think, I think like you said, it's, it's too far gone. It's already pretty much been his job, but I definitely think a lot of things need to change um, offensively. And, you know, it really did hurt the first half not having Herbig, and we really don't have a lot of push on the other side of the other side right now, um, which hopefully, you know, some of these recruits that did decide to decommit, um, maybe they'll change their mind, you know. But uh, I, I totally agree that we did not seem fired up at all for a Minnesota uh, gopher game with the amount of electricity in the crowd and things like that. And it looked a lot like last year over and over again. Yeah, yeah, Rick, we appreciate the call. Uh, you know, you're right. You know, they're playing lifeless, uh, a little lifeless. You know, there's a couple of drives here and there, but to balance that, you got to go drive after drive with energy, urgency, momentum at home in a rivalry game. That shouldn't be that much to ask for a team and a program that you expect to be great every year. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. He's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. We are presented by Everlight Solar. Save money and save the planet. It's simple. Ditch your energy bill and make the switch over to Everlight Solar. Electricity prices keep rising, and Everlight Solar will give you the chance to take ownership of your power while also reducing your carbon footprint. As a local company based out of Madison, they will be there with you every step of the way as you make the switch to solar. To learn more about how you can save money and save the planet, check out Everlight Solar. Com. You know, Brad Norman and I are here at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. We're going to be taking some more calls, 844-770-3776. What do you think about the offense? What changes do you think need to be made? What do you think about the coaching? Basically, general re- reactions to this 23-16 Minnesota victory in the Axe Bowl. We'll be back after this short break. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. L.A. to Piscataway. This is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. What is up, Madison? I'm Hunter Vaughn. In the Big Ten, everybody is done playing today. As Friday night, Nebraska took down Iowa on the road, 24-17. And then today, you had number three, Michigan, on the road at number two, Ohio State. Michigan won 45-23. to and then Purdue winning on the road 30-16 to at Indiana. So that means we'll get Michigan and Purdue in the Big Ten title game next Saturday. Elsewhere in the Big Ten, Rutgers fell on the road to Maryland 37 to nothing. And Illinois just put it on Northwestern 41-3. A road victory for Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini. Michigan State fell on the road as well as they lost to number 11 Penn State 35 to 16 and then of course if you've been listening Minnesota wins on the road as well 23 to 16 over your Wisconsin Badgers elsewhere in the top 25 Oregon State wins at home 38 to 34 over number nine Oregon also Clemson falls at home 31 to 30 to South Carolina let's head back out to Monks and Sun Prairie to Colin Metro and Brad. Ford of Madison Madison's trusted Ford dealership learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. Very fitting song choice on that bump here. Live, Monks, Sung Prairie, Monks Bar and Grill. My name is Colin Russo. Joining my left is Brad Norman, former Badger punter. We are part of the ESPN Wisconsin College game day uh, post game presented to you by Canopy Wealth Management. Jump around is a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers at Canopy. They also carry a long standing tradition of working in the best interests of their clients every single day. They're rooted in the community, which is why they partner with the Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. They're a fiduciary, which means they strive to work in the best interests of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals. Go to canopy wealth.com to get started with their team today. So, we want to get everybody's thoughts on reactions to this 23-16 loss, Minnesota over Wisconsin, the Axe game, not the Axe Bowl, as I was corrected in the break. Um, we, Before I get to the callers, I want Brad, you, you had an excellent question to me over the break. I wanted to 
to you let let that air out? What do you got? For just us? just a thought as as the, everyone listening and callers coming in and for for Colin and I to talk about and just think about. Look, as you're looking at where the program is currently, and you, know, you look at us versus Minnesota, and it's clear Minnesota is in a much more stable, healthy trajectory right now than is Wisconsin. There's a lot of big questions around Wisconsin right now. So what's a program that sort of reflects us, sort of doesn't in a similar state? I thought of Nebraska. And I, I want to ponder the question, taking away your fanhood, trying to look at it in a very objective, uh, objective manner. Would you rather be Nebraska, who's kind of in the toilet right now, totally. but they just hired and made a big deal and a big splash to Matt Rule, who is a proven rebuilder, mm-hmm. someone who's a big name, who can bring some actually NFL weight as well, and who knows how to come in, blow it up, provide some toughness and some urgency, and try to send the program in a new direction? Would you rather be Nebraska under that scenario, or would you rather be Wisconsin? We are sort of borrowing what seems to be a positive direction, but you know, there's going to be a lot of overlap for the, of ghosts that are continuing to creep their way in. Um, you know, Coach Leonard hasn't coached a Big Ten program. He hasn't rebuilt one to you know, be, be in a position where you're in a top top 10 type of team year in and year out. So would you rather be Nebraska or would you rather be Wisconsin? Would you rather be Nebraska or Wisconsin as far as their coaches go? Fanhood aside, but we shift to the phone lines now, 844-770-3776. We shift now to Dave and Monona. Dave, you're on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. No, I'd rather be Nebraska, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> well, Barry Alvarez, what Barry Alvarez told Paul Chris, who wanted the job before, you know, be the most, go out and get experience and come back. You can't give Leonard the keys to the kingdom. What's going to change people? He's either quarterback sneak away from being one and what, one and five. And then today's last, you know, 30 seconds should tell anybody what they need to know. No, I mean, I mean, Jimmy Leonard's a nice guy and everybody likes him, but you can't continue to keep, you know, keep the same mistakes. But now, if they're going to keep Leonard, he's going to have to do one thing and one thing only. He's going to have to give Graham Wartz his walking papers Monday morning. Yeah. Because this program cannot continue with this quarterback. If they go to a bowl game with the same offense, they're going to get beat. They have nobody recruited uh, you know, currently. If you give uh, Graham his walking papers, guess what? You're going to be lined up for recruiting for every transfer portal or whatever to potentially come in here and try to you know, revamp that offense. But no. Yeah, Alvarez had it right, but think about it. If Graham doesn't get a two-point, I mean, on quarterback sneak last week. So my question to you guys is, okay, you're, you you work at a company, an organization, and the main guy gets fired, and they, they bring something from within, and the same mistakes keep occurring. Are you giving that guy the sales manager job or the, the CEO of the corporation? Of course not. Anyway, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, Dave, thank you for the call. I'm well, sorry, Brad, what are your thoughts Thanks on that? for the call. That is great insights. And I, I don't know if Jim Leonard has had, has had enough time to really put his stamp on the program and really pull the team out of the mistakes that they've been making. Now, they haven't been ma- correcting them at the pace that I would have hoped. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a different dynamic, a different-looking team these last several weeks, which I think is semi-doable. I don't think you're going to be able to do a total transformation, completely change the identity or the personnel of the team, but I'd like to see a little bit more in the in the direction of it. And, you know, gosh, he makes a good point. The only reason we are giving Jim Leonard the head coaching job, assuming that he is the one that gets named it, and not someone that has a plethora of experience in running a program and turning a program around, is because we believe he's a wonder child, Right. I mean, if, if, if you were to take Dave's example and you were in a company and they brought somebody in and you, you say, whoa, this guy has no management experience. What are we doing here? It would be because he is a wonder child. He is an X factor. He is something that is different than all the rest. And that is what we see in Jim Leonard. And that's what we were hoping for when we fired Paul Christ. Don't, don't make any mistakes about it. It made Paul Christ firing much easier with that belief. Now, does it look like perhaps so there's a bit more in question about it maybe it's not so easy to do what Paul Krista did and coach Bielma has done and all the greats of, uh, of of Wisconsin coaching and all the good coaches across the board for sure but you know it, it's true we're going to have to go through some dramatic dramatic changes on offense and that probably includes a new quarterback yeah, and, you know, as Dave said, he kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, Jim Leonard would only get this job is if he got rid of Mertz. I seemingly alluded to the fact that if he got rid of Engram as well as offensive coordinator. There's a lot of questions here, and, you know, circling back to your question, would you rather be 
Nebraska in this situation with a new head coach who has proven to be able to rebuild a program, or be Wisconsin working with that kind of wonder child, a good way to phrase it, sort of a fast riser in the industry, a guy with very little experience nonetheless, but a guy who we know can do it, and we know he is very good with the X's and O's, but can he be the administrator of the administrators like the NCAA and how their head coaches really are? These guys are the coaches of the coaches, and, you know, Rule has proven an ability to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. and to be frank, Leonard is not, and, you know, there's going to be growing pains. You get that, but, like, what has he shown you other than the fact that we know he's a great coordinator and we know that the players like him, we know he's a very likable person, Mm -hmm. what has he shown you that this should be a surefire pick other than the, the idea that everybody tells us that he's the right pick. That, that today we saw they had five penalties on that last drive. That's a coaching thing. Inexcusable. They, they, they played with a lack of urgency on that first drive defensively. That's a Jim Leonard defense. So there's a lot of questions in terms of like what a head coach needs to be and sort of the things that head coaches do motivate create a sense of urgency, understand importance, recruit. You know, he hasn't had time to do that yet. But also get everybody in cohesion. He hasn't necessarily done that yet. Put players in a position for them to succeed. Look, Graham has not been the type of quarterback we all had hoped for, but he does do some things well. Why have we not made adjustments to put him in situations to do things that he does well? Put him on the move, as you say. Get him into rhythm. Completable passes. Don't ask him to be in rhythm doing a seven-step drop and rocket it. Rocket it. He never rockets anything. Nope. Touch Um, pass. 30 yards down the 30 yards down the field. So, it, you know, it, it is – we have to look at the coaching in this. And, you know, what, when the change was made and Paul Chris was fired and Jim Leonard was named interim head coach, I, I, I don't know – I mean, I felt terrible. I was confused. I was, you know, I'm not sure where this program is going. But there was enough of Jim Leonard where I was optimistic. I, I actually had some, some feeling that this would be a good thing for the program. As we stand now, i got to ask you, Colin Russo, do you have a good feeling in your stomach? Because I do not. I don't. And, but, and if I was a Nebraska fan, I would say, "I'm stoked. W- w- let's go. I'm a stoked. Free, a, a reset with somebody that knows that knows exactly how to do this. They know the game, and he's he's used the same blueprint. And here we go to be the beneficiary. Now, the one thing you got to say about Nebraska is Nebraska was at the bottom of the barrel, yes. and they finally have a glimmer of sunlight in the top. For us, we won six games. We're going to get to a bowl game. We lost a tight game, nonetheless, but a bad loss to uh, Minnesota, a team that actually beat Nebraska as well. But we also narrowly escaped Nebraska last week. Yes, we did. We could very well be talking from the perspective, very easily could have been talking from the perspective of losing two in a row to end the year like that. Not bowl eligible. Bowl streak is snapped. No axe. No trophies. We were that close to no trophies, no bowl. And this is another question I'd like to ask. If we don't steal, and that's the right phrase for it, steal that game against Nebraska last week, are we still talking like Jim Leonard's going to get that job on, on Monday? Is that job even listed at this point? Boy. There's a lot of questions that Maybe it's really not. stir from that Nebraska win. It does. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating. And if I'm going to answer that question for all the, the good things I'm saying about Nebraska and their fresh restart and bringing in Matt Rule, I would still rather be Wisconsin. Right? I agree. We, we, we do have a stronger foundation. We have a stronger identity. I feel like Nebraska has been languishing for a lot of years. And I do believe Jim Leonard is the man for the job. But he has some very hard decisions in front of him. And he needs to be a bit of a savage with, with what he needs to do to reshape this program. Because we need to be wo- woken up. We need to figure out what it is that we are lacking. Because there's, a, like we talked about today, a lot of blame to go around. And this has been one of the worst se- seasons in the last history, two decades. Yeah, yeah. Last few years. He's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day Post Game Live from Monk's Bar and Grill here in Sun Prairie. We are also presented by Celebrations Entertainment. Planning any event can be stressful and time-consuming. The planning, production, and performance offered at Celebrations Entertainment is the best in the business. Award-winning DJs, photo booths, MCs, and benefit auctioneer will be on your team to help create a lifetime of memories. To have your guests say it will be the best party ever, visit CelebrationsEntertainment.com. That's CelebrationsEntertainment.com. The phone lines will stay open, 844-770-3776. How do you feel? about this uh, Wisconsin Badger season. We'll get into the season-wide things. Would you rather be Nebraska as an objective fan with Matt Rule coming in? Would you rather stick with Jim Leonard? Lots of questions ahead in the second hour, but we'll get into some tweets of the game next. In the next hour, it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 
Northern Wisconsin College Game Day postgame rolling on here live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. He's Brad Norman, former Badger punter and star NFL punter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll get into that later. My name is Colin Russo. We are presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. When it comes to window replacement, you absolutely cannot beat the MVP level at which Pella performs. Not only is the Pella experience always first class, featuring extremely talented installers, but you could have it all right now with no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to two years. Expires 11 slash 30 slash 22. Certain res- exclusions and restrictions may apply. She's showroom for details for no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to two years. Visit PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. We got our producer, Hunter Vaughn, back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We're going to get into some tweets in the game now. Fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Let's see what the trolls were saying. Here are today's tweets of the game on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. I know you guys are going to be shocked by this, but Twitter was a little negative today. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. It was shocking. We're very positive here, so I'm surprised. This one from Mr. Darkside. I get Wisconsin being an anemic offensive football team. UW has been running an 80s offense forever, but the Badgers this season being this poor defensively takes a lot of getting used to. I, I would say good tweet. I, I don't really know where I can argue with this. We we do lack creativity. We lack any sort of ingenuity and, and you know, cohesion that a lot of offensives have, have nowadays. Look at look at the points that are being scored in college football. It, it is it's fast, it's flashy, and it's it is you're dialing up a lot of points quickly. I'm not saying we do a wholesale change to that, but it looks uninspired. It doesn't look like there's any thought. I was gonna say this earlier, it looks like Bobby Ingram has like four trick plays in his book. And then once he's run them, I don't really know what else to do. Yep. So, a good tweet. Yeah, I'm going to give it a good tweet as well. He's right. It's going to take a lot of getting used to if this is going to be what the future looks like. We need to make some changes, and it starts at coaching. Speaking of the dark side of things, this one from Ryan S. The Wisconsin Badger football program, as we know it, is dead, and it's sad. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm gonna go with thumbs down. I wouldn't call it dead, uh, and I wouldn't call it you know unrecoverable. I would say we uh, we have a we have a scary diagnosis. I would say that's where we're at because we know some of our problems and we seemingly don't know how to fix them. So that is where we need to lean on Coach Leonard. But like we have a we have a coach that we have confidence in. We have some playmakers. We have some stability in our program. So we're not dead. We're not like you know. Yeah, we're not dead in the water. Yeah, but but we are diagnosed, and it's a scary diagnosis. We need to figure out a cure quickly. Yeah, like I, I thumbs down as well. We're not dead. We're not caught. We're, we're caught in a little bit of a rip current, sure. But we, it's very doable to swim out of this type of thing. You're a little bit of a dry spell right now, and you got to figure it out. And it starts with the coaching, and you got a new head coach, which is what everybody seemingly wanted after a bad Wisconsin game. Everybody, what did people want when Paul or Chris was still the head coach after every loss? Fire Paul Christ, promote Jim Leonard. Right. Well, we're here. So you got to give him some time to really acclimate himself and, uh, and, and adjust to something he's never done before. So I'm going to give that a thumbs down as well. Hunter, you got one more? Yeah, another one from our fellow teammate, Ben Brust, who you can hear from 4 to 6 on Scalzo and Brust on ESPN Milwaukee, right here on ESPN Madison, as well as up in Beaver Dam on ESPN Beaver Dam, home of the Golden Beavers. Ben tweeted, I look forward to never seeing number five throw a pass ever again at Wisconsin. I bought into the hype, best QB recruit in Wisconsin history, and continues to underwhelm. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, Thumbs up all the way. I mean, sure, people bought into Grant Mertz, especially after that first game against Illinois. Oh. People were like, oh, this is the next coming uh, of of Moses. Like, uh, people are what are you supposed to do? Like, we got excited. What are we supposed to do? This guy's a big-time quarterback. He got off from Alabama. Saving Tom, like, uh, he came to come, he chose to come to us. No wonder. He, uh, something happened. And whether it's a developmental thing on our end or it's a him thing, him thing psychologically, maybe he just didn't put it all together. But he's constantly underwhelmed. Thumbs up for me, too. I just I feel like nothing has gone right since he's shown up. He has not improved at the rate that we thought he would. I actually don't think he was the, the caliber of quarterback that he – I think he was over, over – you know, uh, rated coming out of high school, and particularly his system. The system that he was in in high school was spread it out, shotgun, never needing to turn your back to the quarterback. This Wisconsin offense, you are taking snaps under center. 
you're turning your back to the defense to either hand the ball off or to do play action or whatever it is to then do long drawbacks, read a defense, and then make a throw on your back foot. He hadn't done that at all. So it's 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 shame on the recruiters. I think he was a little overhyped as a recruit. It's it's you know shame on us for not developing him as a quarterback and not putting him in better positions. And it's and it's just you know shame on him for not you know producing better. And I, I hate to phrase it like that. He's a great kid. And he is yeah. tough. You and can't he, bash a college you, kid like you, this, you but can't. you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you've had plenty of time to really start showing up on the field. Yeah. And there comes a point where people who are fans of a big-time program like Wisconsin, you're going to need to start to see some improvement and some development. I, I will say it is more on the the coaching staff than it is Graham, yeah, in my a, opinion. That's a big theme because Because you need to be able to develop young men. They, they, they're not ready at 18 years old to come in here and play college football. So, yes, he has talent, and, and his, his balls are pretty. But you need to develop him into that quarterback, and the development just has not occurred. Hunter, you got one more for us? Yeah, one last one. Can't say the name of this account on okay. the air, because otherwise I'll get yelled at by the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson. Wouldn't want but that. They uh, tweeted, yo, at the Big Ten. Tell your refs throwing flags against Wisconsin at Camp Randall is allowed. Your crew is missing some blatant ones. Uh, I also want to point out with this, Wisconsin had double the number of penalties in this game. But I want to know your guys' thoughts on just the way that this game was called. I thought it was very evenly called and the entire game. Yeah, and you know, you're talking about double the amount of penalties. you got to say one thing. Four of those were on the final drive. So, Which is even more embarrassing. Yeah, like that, terrible, terrible. And that was a Wolf thing, not commanding the offense. That's not a, that's a Jim Leonard thing, not getting the offense in, in, in sync when a new quarterback comes in. But uh, ultimately, uh, thumbs down a little bit. I thought the, the game was pretty well called. I thought the first half was very clean, to be honest. And they had a couple calls here and there. That targeting call, they called back, thank God. That was a horrible yeah. call on the field. But um, ultimately, like, sure, maybe a holding here and there they missed. But, like, what? what they won? What are, you, what, are you, what are we supposed to say here? Like they're missing, they didn't miss anything blatant that I saw. Like maybe something here and there. But I don't know. What do you think? Thumbs down for me too. I mean, if if choose the way you want to officiate the game. If you're gonna let the boys play, let consistent. them play, yep. and then be consistent. If you're gonna call it tight, call it tight. I felt they were letting the boys play tonight, which I like. I like a game that gets into rhythm that you're not you know throwing the laundry out on every play. I felt they were consistent, and quite honestly, all those penalties at the end of the game completely self inflicted, and they had to throw. The, uh, the flag on that one. Uh, he's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. That was our tweets of the game. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brad, before we go to break, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, you know, tough game like this. How are you going to be coping with this later tonight? I, I can tell you right when this program is over, I'm going to head straight home and I'm going to drink me a few Coors Lights. I need to <laughs> at this point to numb the pain. It's ESPN College Game Day that is presented by Coors Light. When you need to refresh on game day, choose the beer that's as cold as the Rockies. A cold beer sounds pretty good right now. Cold filtered, cold lagered, cold packages for peak performance. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do, and that's Crush, a Coors Light 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. He's former Badger punter Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're going to get into the drive of the game next right here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 